Welcome to First Fleet 10-4. Welcome everyone to the First Fleet 10-4 podcast. This is Elizabeth Windham, and I'll be helping host today's awesome podcast that we have. And I also have with me Rebecca Wilson. Awesome. And Rebecca has coordinated a great podcast for you all. I'm really excited about it. And we also have Mr. John Cole over here from Safety. We have Rob Getz out in, I don't even know where you are. Where are you, Rob? Well, presently I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Always on the road, always I, going. I know it. You're one of our operations managers, uh, regional operations managers. And so we know that you are always on the road and running around the country. And we really appreciate that. So we also have with us a couple of very special guests, and they are million-mile drivers, multi-million mile, I think, in one case at least. So um, we're very excited to get to introduce you to them. But first, let's reflect back. I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but we just released a podcast on Virgin Pulse. Uh, Mark McKnight and I met with David Olascoaga from the HR department, and we had a great time talking through the new Virgin Pulse wellness program. It was super fun. I learned how to get my whole account set up, and I've already almost reached my wellness deductible for the year, and I haven't even done most of what I need to do. So it's a really great program. We hope you all will get involved. So with that Virgin Pulse app, uh, we're able to track your wellness, track your steps. Yeah, so I know I don't know about you, Rebecca. Actually, no, I do know because you invited me to a that's challenge right, this that's weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to participate a whole lot uh, this weekend. I'm getting back into it. I uh, gave myself a concussion over the weekend. It was super fun. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Just I lost a fight with gravity. All good. I know the feeling. I've had that happen to me many a time. <laughs> oh, super fun. So, but now I'm just really excited. I want to hear from these drivers. So let's get going. Okay. Rebecca, you want to take us away? Sure, sure. So we are always trying to think of exciting things to talk about on the podcast. And one of our most well-respected awards that's given at First Fleet is our Million Mile Safety Award. And uh, I've got John Cole here with us today and our Director of Safety and thought it might be good for you just to kind of go over what the program is and how you can attain that award. And then we've got our special guests that actually have received that. First of all, we, we went a number of years at the beginning where we didn't recognize me and mile drivers. And they got together and discussed it, and they decided to put together a program where they could start recognizing drivers that have attained a million miles safe driving award. So Jim and a few others set the guidelines and everything. And one of the reasons why we um, do it for per year instead of per mile is because in the beginning, there was no way to keep up with anybody's mileage. That makes sense. And there was no computers. Everybody did things with the pencil and paper. And and so they decided to just do it by the year. And they averaged out their not everybody's pay, but they took, they chose a, some drivers and they decided to look at how many miles they ran. And it kind of averaged out about 125,000 miles per year per driver. And uh, so that's the number that they chose. And, um, and we've, and recently we've had drivers say, well, you know, why can't we go ahead and switch to the per mile instead of per year? Well, there's a few things that that's kind of would be problematic with that. And that would be the only people I know of that can give me those numbers of drivers that, you know, what mileage they have ran for the year 
is payroll. And we don't want to swamp payroll with <laughs> trying to figure out how many miles drivers have ran instead of working on their most important job, which is paying everybody. Yeah, we want our paycheck. That's <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> so um, so that's why we've, we've stayed with the per year calculation for million mile drivers ever since. And um, actually, when we first started doing it, we had, oh golly, eight or nine drivers that they got their million mile right off the bat because they had already went past the eight years and with no preventable accidents. And and that's the key is to have no preventable accidents for eight years. And so at the moment now, we've got 660 one million mile drivers. We've got 131 two million mile drivers. We have 23 three million mile drivers and we have one four million mile driver. Wow. And... Uh, he is Ronnie May out of the Cleveland, Tennessee terminal. He actually left on his first trip the week that first fleet started. Really? Yes. Yes. He hired on and left on his first trip the the week that first fleet started. Mr. Wilson probably gave him the load. (laughs) Absolutely. Because if you've heard his story, he stayed at the hotel and would hand out trip sheets to the drivers for their loads. So I'm sure he probably did. Now, is anybody else moving in? I know you don't have your stats in front of you, but who's uh, moving in on that we, uh, number we've got two? A, we've got a few um, that are getting close. Okay. Probably within the next three years, maybe, we might see another one pop okay. up. But um, if I'd have thought, I could have looked and, and saw how to do that. But we've got a pretty neat system in the computer where we can just type in a driver's code and we can see – their previous achievements or future achievements by date. Right. So, um, you know, that's a whole lot quicker and faster and better than having Sonia pull away from her <laughs> payroll duties and pull somebody's mileage and try to find out how many miles they've got. So uh, if anybody wants to know that, you know, somebody just let safety know and we can definitely figure that out for them. So let's get right into it and introduce Rob Getz. He's out in Arizona, and uh, I did notice on the board this week that Rob is celebrating his 24th anniversary with First Fleet. Uh, Lots of years and miles on the road with that. So, Rob, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, it is lots of miles and and, uh, lots of years and lots of changes. Uh, I was having a conversation with Mr. Piper earlier as I drove into the Tolson office and uh, the brand-new freeway that's been um, constructed since we came to Arizona. And just driving around the backside of South Mountain, I asked myself, how did I get here? You know, and <laughs> I've, right. actually, I've, I've been here 20 years. Started out in Bluffton, Indiana, um, which I think at the time was our, our largest facility, and saw some pretty good expansion there in my first year. And, and um Daniel came to me one day, having known that I had spent some time in uh, Colorado in my early 20s and um, asked if I'd be interested in a a very challenging opportunity in (laughs) Fountain, Colorado. And uh, challenging it was. It was was a very good experience and wouldn't trade it for the world. And Kroger saw what we could do out west and invited us into uh, the Arizona market. And kind of like they say, the the rest is is history. Absolutely. So. And uh, is is that area is Phoenix our largest terminal, Tolson? I believe so. I believe so too. I believe so. We operate about um, five five different cost centers out of that one 
location. So it's uh, it's not just Kroger. We've got we've got many other customers, and and as of late, we've been adding and diversifying. So it's not your typical first fleet location, whereas you just have one or maybe two cost centers. It's it's got multiple cost centers and, and a lot of moving parts. That's right. I know you have a good team out there as well, operating a shop and, and full 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week operations. So uh, I know you're proud of that. Very much so. Well, why don't we, Rob, I'm going to let you introduce Mr. Jimmy Jackson out of the Arizona area, and I'm going to let you all just kind of, you'll interview him and introduce him. That'd be great. Very good. Well, um, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit there, Rebecca, uh, saying that I'm going to introduce uh, Jimmy Jackson. So, um, Jim, I'll just get right into it. Um, Those of us that have known him through the years uh, call him Jimmy Jackson. And uh, he's got a very interesting story. He is a two million mile safe driver. Mm-hmm. And talked to him earlier. He's closing right in on on three million miles, depending on you know how we measure it. Wow. The thing with with Jimmy is he he came to First Fleet probably within the first uh, few months that we opened uh, opened up the Phoenix Terminal. Is that right, Jimmy? Yeah, I came in about a month after you guys opened up out here and you started out as i remember maybe a a little bit of a casual you didn't weren't real familiar with first fleet you you we were kind of new kids on the block right well i I used to go uh to the south there with slimming foods and i ran into several drivers at one point got to talking to them and i asked them a lot of questions about your company because i knew that slimming foods was on the verge of uh going out of business so i was looking for a new home and they uh told me that there was a possibility there was a Phoenix terminal opening up. I didn't know much about that. I called uh, down to your main officer in Murfreesboro, and uh, I think I talked to a girl named Rachel, but I can't remember her name at this point. It's been 20 years, so I don't really remember her name too much. But she told me about it and said there was, you know, going to be an opening. I said, okay, get a hold of me when you guys got the opening, because I I don't see any sense in applying now until I, I see something more toward the West. And I got a phone call about three weeks later said that they were going to be opening up. I need to speak to a guy named uh, Greg McKenzie, uh, which I did. Got hooked up with Greg. They just opened up the place on 59 in Buckeye, our very first term, uh, terminal in Phoenix, which was a little dirt lot with a little beat-up trailer. And we had eight trucks there. And uh, we just did uh, Peyton at the time. We didn't do any of the Kroger Vegas stuff or anything yet. Right. right. That worked well, that for right a year or so. And that was at the very beginning, yeah. wasn't it, Jimmy? The the right. dirt lot at the bus factory there yeah. in, in Phoenix. Yeah, right, so right. And then, uh, you know, I did a lot of the El Paso stuff, going back to the El Paso and Las Cruces and then um, in town, uh, Tucson and Flagstaff, just the local stuff. But we were not very busy at the time. We were just getting started. So, yeah, they uh, were using me as much as they could. So there was times where I didn't work it for a couple of days, and then there was times I worked, you know, seven days in a row. So it just all depended to Six months down the line, it started building and getting going and growing and getting bigger. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, I blinked my eyes and I've been here 20 years now. So um, <laughs> I got involved with the safety department back in 2009, I believe, eight or nine with uh, Gary Kettner. He brought me in today. Hey, and I like your driving skills. I like what you have to show. Would you mind helping me out? I said, yeah, why not? You know, and he says, OK. And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see better, safer drivers this way. Um, I feel like I'm with a company that's safer and better than the rest. And so I, I try to use my skills that way as a trainer 
here to help improve, if I need to, drivers that are here. So, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm at almost 3 million miles now. Can't wait to get that goal. It's kind of important to me. And I just practice, you know, my safety skills all day, every day. I have different classwork that I took on my own, including the Smith system years ago that I, I really, really believe in. And I guess, you know, I'm, that's about it, I guess. <laughs> no, that's great, Jimmy. That's great. That's a, a pretty good introduction. And uh, like I said earlier, you've seen a lot of growth in our Arizona operations, and you've been a, a very critical and crucial part in helping build us. Uh, to the point where we are today in, in the Arizona market. Um, one, one of the things that uh, we want to try to get out on this call would be, um, let's just call it Jimmy's Secrets to Success. You mentioned the Smith system and, and doing some training out there on, on your own. You know, in your day-to-day routine, what, what can you put your finger on and say, you know, this, this has been something, this is my standard operating procedure, this is what I do every day, you know, before I get in the truck, you know, before I hook a trailer, you know, as I as I as I exit the truck using you know a three point system, all the things that we need to do to operate safely. What are some of your secrets of success? Well, I guess my biggest secret is getting plenty of rest before you come to work. Um, again, you know, all of us get honeydews to do, and uh, you get home, and all of a sudden you got things you're doing, and you don't get enough rest, and you don't communicate with your spouse or other one that, hey, I need to get this rest so that I can come home safe to you. Um, that's something that I built up with my, well, now ex-wife, but <laughs> wife at the time, and she uh, she abided by it, made sure I got plenty of rest before I got up and did anything. So that's my number one thing, you know, get plenty of rest. Then I, I stay at the yard three nights a week, so I get up and shower and get ready, and uh, then I go to my truck right away, and I lift the hood up, and I just do an eye search, you know, pre-trip over the tractor, which I push a lot on my trainer, trainees to make sure that they do a proper pre-trip and post-trip. Um, because if your vehicle, if, you, if there's something wrong with your vehicle, you're going to find it. I tell these guys the same thing every day. I can almost guarantee you that if you do a proper pre-trip every day and post-trip, you're not going to be broken down the side of the road unless you get a flat tire or some major mechanical problem because you're going to catch it before you ever leave the yard. You're going to see it. And I've caught many of things where I've gone to bed, I post-tripped my truck and didn't see anything. I woke up in the morning with the sun's out, and there it is, uh, a seal leaking. Or I saw an oil pan leaking one day. Why is it oil pan leaking? It wasn't leaking yesterday. And sure enough, it was a, just a, a seal that went out. But things like that you can catch early enough to take it to the shop, have it fixed before you go on your run. So those are some of the most important things to do. Then I, uh, I have a system where I know I have five things to do before I leave, and I count them off as I go every day. So I, you know, start with, you know, the pre-trip. Then I start with the inside trip of my truck, make sure it's properly ready. Everything's in a position where I can get to it without reaching or being distracted. I make sure, you know, I mean like your your books and all that that you need, your, uh, what do you call licensing and all that stuff. Then I just uh, make sure I have plenty of time to fuel and then go down to the customer and make sure I'm there ahead of time, a little bit ahead of time, and, and make sure, again, that they're satisfied with me coming on their lot at the time they want me on there. And uh, no matter how angry they are, and believe me, I run into some angry people sometimes. They have a bad night or whatever. I just smile and say, you know, thank you very much and walk away. I don't uh, don't really argue with anybody, even though I know a few people think I, I have that tension of doing that. I, I don't. I uh, don't like confrontation. So I just see smiling and maybe telling a joke to somebody might might help their day a little bit. And then uh, 
then I go under the truck and, and, and go on my way. But I do on the road. I keep myself an out. I always follow my Smith system training by not tailgating, leaving myself an out. They just see me when they're pulling out. Various things. People trying to pass me in a slot. They're not supposed to pass me. I back off. Let them get around me. I don't care who gets there first. I'm going to get there eventually. So these are the small techniques that I practice every day. Those are all really good, Jimmy. The, uh, the big takeaway there that, that I see is you're coming to work ready to work, and you've got your five things that you do every, every time you get into that truck. And, and, and being ready to work, it sounds like to me, means, means more than just your good night's sleep. You touched on a very, very important subject there, and that is dealing with uh, people that maybe are at the end of their day and they're grouchy and they're ready to go home, and, 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 and you're greeting these folks at the beginning of your day. And, and it sounds like to me you've got some tactics that work very well to not let them rain on your parade and, and get your day started off on a bad foot. So to me, that's a, a, a very holistic approach to being ready to go to work. And then uh, going, going down the road, uh, you touched briefly on a couple of your Smith Systems techniques, and uh, that's, that's very important. I know you've talked to me in the past about your, your look ahead and uh, you mentioned it a little earlier, you know, if someone's trying to pass you, you just don't get in, in a hurry. Um, what, what's one of the techniques, Jimmy, that you use as you're, you're driving down, you know, in the middle of the desert out here in Arizona on the way to Las Vegas to, you know, look ahead, you know, and, and, and uh, how do you do that? How do you accomplish a good, good look ahead? Well, I know there's some drivers that look like basically maybe a foot or two in front of their hood. And when I'm doing trainings, a lot of times I'll I'll keep that an eye on that person watching that to let them know you need to uh, you need to look farther out. You need to kind of scan outward and all along the front of you. Um, we do go on the 93 a lot, which is a dangerous highway. So there, it kind of keeps you awake and aware because you're always watching some idiot coming the other way, trying to pass somebody coming the other way, coming at you. So I'm always trying to make sure that I have a way out. If some reason somebody's coming at me, I need to get out of the way. You know, and on the 93, it's really hard because there's no shoulder. So being that I've been on the road so long on that highway, I kind of have planned spots already. Kind of like when you come up to a signal light, you see a light ahead of you and it's stale. I have a point on the road where I say, if I get to that point before that light get ready to change, I'm going to keep going so I can roll through it at a decent you know, rate without running a red light. If it turns red before I get to that point, I'm already off the, the pedal to make sure I'm not slamming on the brake. I'm just coming to a, a nice stop. So it's the same kind of idea. I'm just keeping myself aware and alert of anybody coming at me, in front of me and around me. Um, that's the same aspect as uh, part of the specific training also. You don't want nobody around you. Um, if you get yourself around a crowd of trucks or a bunch of guys you know, crowding up, I have tended to feel uncomfortable about it sometimes the way they're driving. I will actually pull off the highway. Give that group of people to get away from me. And then I'll jump back on the highway. It cost me like maybe three minutes. And I get back on the highway and I don't have to deal with it anymore. I, I don't like being crowded. And I, I'm, I'm an L.A. driver. I was born and raised driving in L.A. So I'm used to having people crowd me. And uh, I've learned to stay away from that. Right. That's a couple of very good points, Jim. It's uh, situational awareness and space. You know, we, we hear that a lot at First Fleet in terms of, you know, how, how to be 
safe and you got to create space and, and give space and, and uh, your situational awareness and always, always having it out. That's a reoccurring theme when we're talking to 1 million, 2 million and 3 million mile safe drivers. And uh, it seems like our, our best drivers all use the same, same recipe, space and situational awareness coming to work rested. It's that's fantastic. I think that's, that's all very good stuff. I'm going to take these last couple minutes, I guess, of, of my interview with, with Jimmy, and, and I've made a commitment, um, and, I, and some of the drivers that are listening to this have already heard it. We had a round of uh, safety meetings in Henderson, Nevada, and some other, other places uh, I've said it, but I, I just want to thank all the drivers and thank drivers like Brian and Jimmy, and um, for the last year, what we've been through as a country and certainly as a company has been very stressful. And I've sent out a couple uh, corkboard messages, but but I, I've made the commitment to say, you know, I, I want to make sure this message gets out there. And I've used some pretty strong uh, verbiage in, in saying that our folks at First Fleet, you know, if you look, turn back the clock 12 months when when the uh, the virus first came to the United States and, and we were seeing all these scary news reports and we, we kept on business as usual. And, uh, to me, our, our folks that are out there moving the groceries that the country needs are nothing short of heroes. And, and I, I appreciate it. I appreciate every single one of our support staff that was coming and going as well. But, uh, to, to see our trucks rolling up and down the road, knowing what was on those trucks, going to the stores, giving the American public what they needed, and and what was a very scary time, you know, and we're probably still not completely out of the woods yet. I'll think, although things are looking up, our, our folks are heroes, and and thank you each and every one of you for for your efforts during this time. Absolutely, Rob, I can't agree with you more. Last year we. Um March, when the country was shutting down, we had one of our highest volume load count in the history of the company. So that speaks volumes uh, when exactly what you were saying is our drivers were on the road, on the front line, uh, risking a lot of unknown territory. And um, I agree with you that more so than ever, we appreciate our drivers on the road. So let's move on over to um, Hutchison, Kansas, our Million Mile uh, Award driver, Brian Helmer. Are you on the line? Hello, this is Brian. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty well. How are you? Very good. Uh, so just to kind of give you an intro, uh, it looks like you started First Fleet in October of 2012. That was probably over on our uh, Colorado account. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Fountain, Colorado, but uh, we had uh, some drivers uh, that were living there in the Wichita, Kansas area. We had some trucks here, satellite terminal. And so when that Hutchison, Kansas terminal uh, opened up, you're assigned to that account now, right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So your Million Mile Award was just now uh, received last October in 2020. And I was going through some of the notes we talked about. Mark Jordan is your manager now. Uh, Mark is on the line. Mark, do you want to kind of give us a little bio for your account there in Hutchison? Oh, sure. We're on a uh, Dillon's Kroger account. It is, it is a Dillon's account. We have uh, 42 drivers, uh, full-time drivers, one, uh, one casual. Uh, it is direct store delivery. Uh, we also have another account with Jackson Dairy where we run into Henderson, Colorado, 
to uh, on milk and tea loads. I know when we were talking about our topics for today, uh, we'll get some of Brian's uh, best practices, but we were talking about his experience at First Fleet and when he got the Million Mile Award, and uh, some important things that I think to all of us to remember is how important our safety as a driver on the road is important to our customers. That's not secondary to us. That's our primary reason is for getting that product from point A to point B. But when uh, Brian got his award, Mark had organized that we would take a few pictures to present the Million Mile Award in front of one of the stores. And I don't know, uh, Brian, do you want to kind of tell that story about at that point, the customer stepped up and, and their pride in the award and your pride in being safe was really important. Um, yeah. Um, well, it, Mark could contact the uh, uh, store manager of the big marketplace film store here in Hutchinson, Kansas, just to see if we could uh, use out the front of their store as a, as a backdrop with uh, one of our tractors, take uh, a couple photos. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess the, the manager of the store was uh, pretty ecstatic about it and uh, contacted his uh, senior managers. And I believe it went all the way to the uh, president of the Dillon Division. And uh, they decided uh, they wanted to be a, a part of that. And uh, just wanted to come out and, and uh, thank us drivers and uh, another of my fellow drivers who started just uh, about uh, two or three months prior to, to uh, my time starting here at First Fleet. Uh, his name is John Haynes. So we both received that Million Mile Award there. And uh, yeah, there was the uh, president of the Dillon's uh, division, the uh, uh, manager for the uh, um, corporate affairs. Uh, her name is uh, Sheila. I think uh, the president's name is Steve. Um, I haven't got last names on these people, but um, Perishful uh, Dillon's Warehouse in Hutchinson, the manager there, his name is uh, Barry. And then uh, Mike from the from that store there was was there, and uh, then there's another guy I don't recall his name that had something to do with their media and television stuff, but he was brought a professional camera and uh, took several photos, and we've actually got some of those photos that they sent to us in eight by ten photos. It was it was pretty nice, and they each individually thanked us and uh, for our service and. Uh, you know, and, and tell us how important it was to, to have their loads delivered in a safe manner and uh, knowing that they got a carrier that uh, offers an award to their drivers to to be safe. And uh, and they just want us to let us know that, uh, you know, First Fleet's been with Kroger for a while and uh, they've been doing a, a very uh, outstanding job for them and, uh, and all their drivers delivering uh, most all their loads in a timely manner and uh, in a safe manner, and they and they really appreciate it, and that's uh, why they they really wanted to come out. You know, so go show you that our customers are are watching us, and uh, they're it's really important that uh, we all do as much of a safe job and quality job and on time job that we can, and uh, we can keep our customers and maybe grow our business with them as well. Well, and I think it's important. I know Rob may have something to say here, but it's important the relationship that we've built with the the higher up in the the customer chain and then to the store delivery, to the back dock workers that are letting us in. It's important that we have a good relationship between us being the transportation and uh, the customer. It's so important. And I know Rob has built that out there and instilled that in his managers and drivers. 
Uh, and it really means a lot. And I'm so proud that they were there to give you this type of congratulations because uh, I know you said they put something in their newsletter and and that just shows you how much they appreciate your efforts. You're 100% spot on with the uh, uh, growth with the customer and, and what we do. And it all starts with the drivers. You know, we've got the best drivers in the industry. They, they come to work and, and they do a, a great job. And things have evolved over the years, and, and in the Kroger environment, we hear things like PDTs and KPIs, and, and, and PDT is a precise delivery, and um, we're held to that. And, and our KPI on delivery times is, you know, we can't be any more than 5% late, and they don't want us too early either. So that, Rock in a hard uh, place. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, and at all of our Western locations, for, for the majority of our deliveries, we're covering a bunch of stem miles. And in other words, basically what, what we do is we leave and use almost our full driving clock to get to the stores and make deliveries. And as everyone listening to this call knows, there's a lot can happen in, in four or 500 miles. Uh, in in the best conditions. Let's let's throw in weather now. So if you've got windy conditions in Kansas or snowy conditions in Colorado or snowy conditions along the I-40 in Arizona, a lot of people don't realize that some of the worst uh, blizzards that we get out west happen right along the I-40 corridor in northern Arizona through Flagstaff all the way out to the New Mexico state line. And um, to try to keep up with our customers' expectations and deliver less than 5% uh, late, that, that's a handful. Like I said, even in the, in the best of situations, it's a lot. And, and you throw a little weather or road construction in the summer on top of that, and, and we're navigating through a lot of different situations. The other thing you touch base on with, with our business out west, I'm, I'm pretty blessed that uh, – all of our operations out here, I've actually been there on day one. So it's all been organic growth, and um, we've been able to satisfy Kroger. And every location that we're into out west, we've been invited into. And that speaks volumes for the service that our drivers provide. You know, without our drivers doing the right thing and making timely deliveries and safe deliveries day in and day out, um, we don't get invited into the next opportunity. So I uh, would just basically piggyback off what Rebecca said there. It's it's been a it's been a good run for us out west, and and it's it's only been able to happen because of safe, productive drivers. Absolutely, Brian. We talked to a little bit to Jimmy about some of his best practices. I hear John Cole say, "Be aware of your surroundings, space, and distance. Watch your mirrors. Plan your escape route." Uh, my favorite one, I think, goes back to Jim Scarry. Don't be the first to enter an intersection. Taught my 18-year-old when she learned to drive. That was uh, some of the first things that I taught her, and I don't think it hurts anybody to know some of those safe driving tips. But is there something you want to share with us? I know you're a driver trainer for First Fleet as well. And uh, tell me what your best practices are on the road or when you're training someone. Um, I really try to... Uh nail down to, you know, checking your truck in the trail route every single day. I mean, you have you know, got to give it a 100% right thorough check over, but a uh, good respectful one, all the lights, make sure there's nothing leaking. 
your uh, your tires inflated and you, you don't see any nails or anything into them. Um, none of the airlines or anything uh, brackets are broke loose or springs broken where they're you know, going to be rubbing or chasing on anything. Uh, big thing is that the fifth wheel hookup, making sure that the handles uh, all the way in and then uh, getting visibly underneath and checking the, that the lock is is fully secured across and if you see a little bit of the slot from the from the big kingpin on the trailer uh, below that lock mechanism, so you know it's not kind of a high hook. Of course, checking all the lights and uh, air lines and, and uh, reflective stripes and, and and whatnot on the trailer as well. Big thing uh, down on the road is drive smoothly. Um, if you're leaning and trying to sway in, 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 in the seat and trying to hold yourself put, that the, uh, the freight in the trailer is uh, doing the same thing. And uh, it really ask guys to uh, really take their cornering really slow. You can avoid uh, curbing trailer tires and uh, steer tires if you slow down to seven, five miles an hour, or maybe even slower, taking some right and left hand turns, just trying to really tight ones, because you got a lot more control in your timing of steering that steering wheel, and you can pull straighter forward and wait to the last point, and then turn that steering wheel, and it brings that trailer further forward. So you got more room to bring that trailer around the corner. Too many guys, they're you know they're going a little too fast into the corners, even though they may not be swaying a lot in the seat. But it's either because your speed turning into it, you have to turn that steering wheel too much quicker, and you lose bringing that trailer farther forward for you, and then you end up uh, curbing or or hitting sign or or possibly another vehicle. So that's a big point there. And then uh, to try and avoid speeding um, coming into these uh, slower speed zones. Um, looking way far ahead, uh, especially at night, you can see, you know, lighted up zones that are coming up ahead, but looking and you see, you know, road signs that are coming up on the right-hand side, even though you might not be able to make them out, um, that's a good time to start getting off the accelerator, start slowing down your speed, and uh, you come up and then you'll probably see that speed zone sign, you know, 50 miles an hour ahead, and then it gives you uh, uh, a little more time to, to slow down properly instead of waiting until the last second especially if that officer might be sitting up there on the other side and watching you on his radar and seeing that you would just uh, slow down in a hurry at the last second, even though you might have made it to that uh, uh, speed by the time you got to that speed sign. Um, he might be thinking that you weren't paying attention or you're just an aggressive driver, and he might be a DOT officer and say, hey, you know, I'm just going to pull this guy out and over and uh, check him out a little more. So uh, don't give him any invitation. That's right. I, I've heard John Cole say that for sure. And uh, that saves on your fuel economy and wear and tear on the on the tractor and the, the equipment too. Less work on the suspension and uh, less aggression on the tires and the brakes and and all that. So it goes a long way. Don't be in a hurry with the driving part of it. There's other areas at the store deliveries and stuff where you might be able to pick up a little bit of time, but don't ever try to pick up your time while in the driving portion of it or doing your trip inspections because you always lose at one point on that. So it's like the sweepstakes. The more the more entries you uh, you do, the better your odds of uh, winning the sweepstakes. <laughs> Same right. here. The more you uh, drive safe and and uh, do things appropriately and correctly, you're you're better in your odds of not getting into an accident. When it becomes habit, I think I know with our driver trainers out there, John Cole, I believe we have about two hundred driver trainers. We're right at two hundred driver trainers. And yes. so most of those driver trainers that are out there in each terminal training that new group of drivers, you all passing along this good information, maybe that younger driver that's not as seasoned, uh, they're in a hurry, they're not getting their rest, 
and all of these tips that you are passing on as you all are training these new drivers, it's important that you all pass along what you've learned over the years. And that's what gets you to the million mile, the two million mile, the three million mile mark. And it, it just, it matters. Absolutely. And it just, it, to me, it's refreshing to hear both uh, Brian and James talk or Jimmy talk about, you know, how they do, um, how they've achieved the goal of million mile, two million mile drivers. And and what I find anytime I talk to a driver that has achieved these goals, they all say the same thing. They don't get in a hurry. They take their time. They come to work well rested. They, um, they speed and space management is a big thing for them. And uh, pre-trips are a must and post-trips are a must if they want to get an early start the next day. And, and what's, what I like is these, these are our trainers talking about these things and they tell the new hires that they train the same things. And that's what I like about it because we're bringing drivers into the First Fleet family and we're teaching them to succeed not to fail. And that's what I really like about it. That's right. Well, I appreciate you all calling in today. Jimmy, uh, congratulations. And I look forward to hearing your name on the 3 million mile list coming up soon. And uh, Brian, congratulations on achieving your 1 million mile award. Uh, I do appreciate everyone calling in today. Rob, I thank you. Uh, we're on different time zones and different rooms, but I, I think we can make it work this way. I appreciate you calling in. Of course, it's my pleasure. I, I enjoyed the opportunity and absolutely enjoyed the uh, opportunity to uh, showcase two of our million-mile safe drivers, and as you mentioned, two million-mile safe drivers. We're we're proud of these folks, and uh, I wanted to make sure we took the opportunity to showcase them. Absolutely, thank you so much. This has just been a wonderful time. I really appreciate just all of you being here. Rebecca, thank you so much for coordinating this, putting this together, getting everybody on the call. This was awesome. Ah, so excited. Drivers, if you're listening in and you want to comment or, hey, if you're a million mile driver and you have some great stories, some tips and tricks on what you recommend, we want to hear from you. If you want to be on the podcast, call in. In the First Fleet mobile app, you can tap the ask button in the upper right hand corner and you'll get a call, a number. You can call or text, leave a voicemail message, send me a text message, whatever. So we want to hear from you. We want your tips and tricks. And uh, we really appreciate all of you out there listening to us. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye.